We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number three of the Six Rings postgame show coming to you from our Best Yet Brand studio. And now to provide a little locker room insight, some of his own brand of analysis, Maybe he'll have. Maybe he can join uh, Matt from Rhode Island in the analytics department, and so much more. Is our pal from weei.com on the Harbor One Hotline, Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, um, where are you? Just let us know. Like, where are you with the whole slightly improving, getting better-ish, but also really not offensively dynamic Patriots right now? And how Mac Jones has looked over the past two weeks. Well, I'll say this. I feel like this is an offense that feels like it's fighting itself a little bit early in the game. You could see, and I've said this before, I just think Matt Patricia still does not entirely know how to call plays for Mac Jones. I heard you I say that were, on the pregame show, and I could not have agreed with you more. And and I think that they have been trying to figure it out. And later in the game, I think they were still early in the game trying to call some of that minimal protection, but lots of uh, time holding the ball, look for guys downfield offense that has not been working at all this year. And I think towards the end of the game, you saw more examples of, of the quick game sneaking its way in there. A little bit of RPO, just a little bit of, look, you know, crossing route right over the middle, just get the ball out of your hands to Jacoby Myers, and boom, there you go. I mean, the numbers are pretty, 147 passing yards for Mac Jones, only 203 yards of total offense. I mean, it, it's not good. But I would say that from where I was sitting, I mean, it's hard to pin a lot of that on, like, or at least all of it on Mac Jones. The protection, the pockets that he was getting were not always terribly clean. Um, he, he did kind of miss some reads, I think, where he wasn't seeing the field as well as he should. But I think it did get better as time went on. And the big number for me, we could talk about, obviously, the fact they only had one touchdown and you got to be better in the red zone. That was something Mac mentioned, was that he was frustrated about not finishing in the red zone and not uh, you know, getting it behind the sticks and third down. But zero interceptions, zero turnovers for Mac Jones. That's improvement. Agreed. And I think the two biggest takeaways from Mac's perspective are zero turnovers. And I thought the tone and energy that he brought to the podium for the second straight week is is better, is more positive, is more upbeat. And I think that's a good thing from where he was a couple weeks and a month ago as he was sort of mired in that quarterback controversy. But I have a, which should be a simple question, but I don't think it has a simple answer. Uh, Through everything we've seen the last couple weeks, through injuries and benchings and replacements and IRings and debuts, who are the five best Patriots offensive linemen to field after the bye? Yeah, I feel like that's a tough one for me to answer. I think that 
for me, if, if David Andrews is back in the fold, I, you know what, at this, at this particular point in time, I, I still don't think Cole Strange is, is horrible. I think that he was definitely showing that he could be one of those best five when he had David Andrews next to him. So I think that if you, if you had to make me say this right now, I think the original five is what I would go with. Because I, I don't think Yadni Kajust was, was like object, abjectly horrible, but he got beat a couple of times. Yep. Like he had mm-hmm. some struggles in this game. And, and so I think that if, if you really just don't want to play Isaiah Wynn at, at tackle, well, then, that, then that's a different thing. And then I think maybe at that point you go with your original five, but then you go ahead and you stick Isaiah Wynn at right guard, and then you bump Michael Owen out to tackle, and you put Cole Strange at left guard. I don't, I, I don't think that there's been enough from any of the subs to tell me that they deserve to be in there. I mean, Marcus Cannon was worse than Isaiah Wynn by a good bit to me. So if you're asking me, I think it's got to be the original five. Now, the configuration, that could be up for debate. WEI.com's Kyrie Thompson joins us on the Harbor One hotline. Uh, I, you know, I the, to your point, though, about not calling all the right plays or not figuring out how exactly to call plays for Mac Jones, I, I think it is a Vegas casino buffet of reasons why the offense has been uh, stagnant, shall we say, so far with red zone issues. And they get one touchdown today basically off of a block punt when they start the, with the ball off the two, for God's sakes. I mean, like, you got to get And then you lost gotta, a yard. you got to punt and then still lost a yard. Oh, and that John who Well, yeah, because you're one. handing the ball to J.J. Taylor. Why are yeah. you doing that? Oh, my God. It's just such bad play, play going. But, like, Kyrie, do you agree that – the offense looks better when it's short and quick and they go up-tempo and the, far too often now with an offensive line that has moving parts and injuries and some scheme issues that Mac is just waiting too long for things to develop downfield and he's holding the ball three and four and five. Like, they need to be getting this ball out of his hands two seconds or less, two seconds or less. That's the best way for them to try to develop some confidence and advance down the field. Yes, every single time the, the offense goes to the quick game, I immediately think, oh, well, Mac Jones did that a lot quicker. I mean, I mean, it's like he, he just looks better. He looks more confident. He's not waiting too long. I feel like every time you ask Mac Jones to hold on to the ball and wait for things to develop, things go wrong. Whether he isn't seeing it right or he just doesn't have a good pocket to step up into, he doesn't feel comfortable with it. But I feel like, again, when you see some of the, the RPO game that they're trying to work in here, when you saw them start to adjust a bit, and sneak in some crossing routes to have Jacoby Myers in there to just get you four or five yards to make it third and two. There's something easy like that. And then give you an opportunity to feel good about a third and short. And then you can go ahead and call your best play from there. I just, I felt like, yes, even though the end result doesn't, didn't show it in touchdowns, I felt like Mac Jones looked better. And, and I'll say this, I, I asked Mac Jones about this at the podium, just his, uh, you know, can't go broke if you're taking a profit quote. And I can tell that he's frustrated because he's a perfectionist. He wants it to be every single time they get the ball, he wants to score a touchdown, and it is bothering him that they are not doing that. At the same time, I can see him up there trying to say, you know what, sometimes good enough can be fine. And even though it wasn't good, it was good enough. And, and it was good enough to feel like, okay, you know what? We can survive as long as 
the rest of our team is playing good complementary football like this. This is something that we can build off of when you're building off of it the right way, when you're going from the quick game and the things he's more comfortable with, and then you start to push it downfield. Don't, don't try to get greedy at the beginning of the game because that's when you set a bad tone. Something that was not only good but way more than good enough was the pass rush, the defense from front to back, Matt Judon, the whole damn thing. And I know it came against a pretty putrid offense and quarterback, and you know even Bill Belichick wouldn't say that was a good football team we beat. He called them the Colts. Putrid, you're being uh, kind. Uh, how excited, though, or, or how much optimism do you have in what we're seeing de- defensively can – maintain itself as the schedule and the offenses and the quarterbacks grow tougher in the second half of the season? I mean, look, in the end, you're, you're probably still looking at the Bills and thinking that's going to be a really tough matchup, right? You're, you're going to face some, some explosive offenses as the season goes on. But look, I would say that by and large, the defense has been the most consistent thing about this team. And it's really only been, as I've noted, that these, these really – the, the Josh Allen types or the Justin Fields types are the ones that they, they've been having more trouble with because, I mean, they're just diff, they're a different breed of player. But I think that the, all in all, it's been pretty consistent. I mean, just listening, I know you played the Josh Uche cut. Hearing him talk about how easy Matthew Judon makes it, not just for himself, but for everybody else. And the fact that Matthew Judon's getting – chips and he's getting more attention allows Josh Uche to come screaming off the edge on the other side and make plays and one thing I found interesting that Judon said was that I thought he was joking about this in the locker room but he said it again at the podium that Josh Uche who calls the plays when he's out there on third down and and he kind of gets things set up before the play and and called him like their best pure pass rusher and when you can get Josh Uche playing like that opposite of Judon because I mean Dietrich Wise has been has been great and in, in, in kind of getting better throughout the season but he's still not the pass rusher that Uche is so that adds another element when you can get him going and I think just generally look yeah it was the Colts but I think that after the Bears game you can't take any opponent for granted and at this point you, you don't get to look past anybody so I, I think that getting right these last couple of weeks has been a big deal. And, I mean, you've seen it throughout the league that it's a lot tougher for quarterbacks and offenses to just go off for a lot of points now because opponents are, are scheming for that. They're playing more too high safety. They're making you take what is given. And so that's just how it is throughout the league. I just happen to think that the Patriots, by and large, are probably doing it better than most teams. And I think that – just all in all, their their execution has been pretty consistent aside from probably two games this season. And I think that will continue. I think the bye comes at the absolute perfect time for the Patriots who need to get David Andrews healthy, need to get Christian Barmore healthy, and back to solidify a defensive line that's actually been playing very well the last couple of weeks, fortify an offensive line that's had some issues as well, obviously. And the bye also comes at the right time for the offensive brain trust to rethink things and maybe, as you've been opining for Kyrie and we just discussed, start calling the right kinds of plays for Mac Jones. And we'll see, maybe they get Devontae Parker back as well. We'll look forward to reading your breakdown further of the game, maybe some midseason report cards and some of your projections for what the Patriots can do in the second half of the season where Kyrie, the most 2022 thing, the Patriots are 5-4 and four at the bye. They have a winning record yet they're in last place in the AFC East, and they would be in first place if they are in the NFC South. Does it get more 2022 than that? 
No, sir. I will say this, though. They're probably going to not be the last team in the division come November 20th because I think they're beating the Jets. That's what the calls are here for. I like it. A, high, a little hype drop on the mic drop from Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, thanks for calling in on the Harbor One Hotline. We'll look forward to reading you this week. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, indeed. See you. Good job. Thanks for sending that audio in as well. Kyrie Thompson, host of the First in Foxborough podcast here on WEI, available wherever good podcasts and football talk can be found. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We're going to trend. We'll come back, take some calls. And, hey, guess what? Christian Fourier is going to call in with his take on the game as well. It's always a good time here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back to the Six Rings post game show on WEEI. One more hour overall for the Six Rings post game show before we take it to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday night football, the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline, yet another expert in Patriots football here to provide some of his analysis oh. and perspective and so much more. My guy and yours, the one, the only, Christian Foyer. Foyer, what'd you think today, buddy? Well, let's just say, like, if somebody asked me today, what did I learn about this offense? I don't think you use the defense as any, you know, guide at all. That was that offense for the Colts was terrific. So I don't really look at the defense. I look at the offense because that's where I'm concerned with. I didn't learn anything, nothing. I think they can they can throw a seam route that happened for the first time this year. I was that was fun to watch. But you're never going to learn anything. You're never going to know anything. You're never going to know if Mac is fixed or if he's better or if the offense is equipped to play against and beat good teams until the offensive line is fixed and the offensive line is fixed. You're going to get some getting used to Mac recalibrating his own head to figure out when he should run, when he should throw. Is he keeping his eyes downfield too long? I don't know, guys. It's just, listen, it could be worse. How about that? 
Okay, that's very optimistic. So I'll stick with optimism and I'll ask you a mid-season question because five and four, we passed the mid-season point. So Matt, uh, excuse me, Matt Patricia now has a half a season under his belt as a play caller, offensive coordinator, coach. Are you feeling better, worse, or how you expected about Matt Patricia as an offensive leader? Yeah, probably, if I'm being honest, probably a little worse. Probably worse. Um, I just don't feel like he should be calling plays. Uh, I don't think he should be the offensive coordinator. Um, I just feel like, you know, we'll be talking about this, you know, until the end of the year. I just thought that they should have brought in a, you know, qualified, experienced, you know, reputable offensive coach i just don't understand i mean i guess i do but that's ultimately what i think they will do you know because all this this whole relationship between coach and and player i don't think works i don't think it does and that's not saying that either person is bad it's just sometimes it doesn't work and usually the player gets the benefit of the doubt in this situation i'm not sure if it's going to be that way and that person they could bring in a reputable offensive coordinator with familiarity of the system, the players, and the coach could be Josh McDaniels, who might be making a quick exunt in Las Vegas because woe be his season so far, Christian. It has been bad. But yeah, I don't think so. No, yeah, I, know, I, know, they, I know. They got. I know. They got. A, I know. But it is funny. Like I saw. I heard that stat. Oof. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. But damn, like he, they just got to ride it out. That's I mean, like it's it's brutal. I mean, they he a multi year deal with lots of money, and they're already calling for his head now. It seems like it's an unmitigated disaster. But uh, let's try to focus more. I got a on... question for you guys. Oh, I, got, I, I got a question. Real quick. Yeah, did you guys turned. hear? Did you guys? Did you guys hear the, the uh, Max post game? Yes, yes, we did. All uh, like ten. Okay. Minutes of it. Yes. Like the laser show, the laser guy Evan Lazar, pew pew pew, asked a question about like when he looks at. The you know the when he looks at like the you know the the stills yeah does he recognize that he missed guys and he said I'm just going to paraphrase I can't remember exactly what he said he's like no that's basically imagination land it's not real it's not real and I thought that was then what does he look at you know he gave a long answer which I thought was pretty interesting the most talkative I think he's ever been yep explaining what really goes into things and I was interested he's like yo so he doesn't really look at those as any like of any value to me it doesn't look like there's any value in it yeah he that jumped out to me too i think he may have said something along the lines of like a false reality mm-hmm. if you look at yeah, the stills it. and that's it was it. It, he was fixating on and painting a picture of my eyes are supposed to be in a certain place based on the play call the coverage the progressions mm-hmm. so sometimes I, this is how i took the answer sometimes yeah there's a guy open over there but my eyes are not supposed to be over there. So by the nature ah. of the play, yeah, he's open, and yeah, you in the press box see him, and yeah, the still photo sees him, but I was coached for my eyes to be over here, right? Like, that's the way I took it. Um, but it definitely jumped out at me. Another thing that jumped out at me was the quote uh, later on talking about, and again, I'll paraphrase too, like, it's not supposed to be that hard <laughs> to drive offensively. Like, it, it was a very honest, I thought, uh, answer but also alarming of how hard it is. The one thing I will say, Christian, I thought, and you guys talked to him every week except when he was hurt, but I thought that was as kind of um, upbeat a tone and energy as as I can remember from Mac in a while. Did, did you get that from him after this game? No, I, I know. You know, I just watched. I know. I, do you watch it live or are you at home? 
We, we, listen, we were no, listening. We're, we're in the studio. No, we're working. We're, we're actually doing yeah, a radio show. Oh, you're radio. on it right now. Right. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> so, no, but sometimes I, I, because I watch it at home and then I go yep. and I leave and I, because I like watching it at home. Mm-hmm. I, from the TV copy, it didn't look any different than it ever does, to be honest with you. He looked okay. the same old robotic guy. Um, but back to that comment about like the false reality. I do think that is interesting because, I mean, Andy, I've kind of jumped over to your side as far as how you view Mac. Like, I've been – it's just I'm kind of over there now. Yep. I do think he has rabbit ears, and I do think that he looks at what I – like, We my show likes to call the All-22 crew, <laughs> like the Evan Lazars of the oh, world. Yeah. That like, oh, yeah. Like, hey, he was open. It's like, oh, why don't you throw it over there? Well, okay, I'm looking at it from, you know, the, the, you know, the All-22 version of the TV – Right, so I'm like, wow, and then they replay it. Look, the flats. Oh, well, this guy's open. Well, his eyes are forcing him this way. Like right. he's he's waiting. So it's almost like you know, go suck it. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm supposed to look to my left, but I'm also supposed to, you know, have faith that these knuckleheads aren't going to get me killed. Like the first two drives, the first two series were so bad. Like poor Cole Strange. Like if he, like the fact that he had to go up against Brett uh, Buckner. And uh, Grover Stewart is like not even fair. Yep. They pull him right away. They they put in Isaiah Wynn. Kajus is like uh, molasses slow. I, I just that's my point. I'm like looking at this going, it was like a, it was terrible, terrible. And I don't even think you can judge him. I don't even think you can grade him based on that alone. Well, good news is that Isaiah Wynn, with another penalty today, continues to lead the NFL in most penalties yeah. called on a single player in the NFL, not just offensive linemen. And Christian, th- this I find just like so so many different things to offer here, but it's stupefying to me that the Patriots lead the league in turnovers in the Bill Belichick era. The Patriots are the have turned the ball over the most in the NFL, which is just like so unbill. And I, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, okay, good. Mac even highlighted in his presser talking about you know, uh, you know, in addition to like you know, you know, th- telling the all twenty two crew to kick rocks. Like he said, like, hey, I didn't throw a pick today. Like he's conscious and aware of the fact that he's thrown yeah. a pick in every game this season and in several games dating back to last season too. Like you can't do that. And Myers puts the ball on the ground this week. Like, where is this fundamental breakdown coming from that flies in the face of what we used to know about Bill's brand of football? I would say give the guy for the Colts. I can't remember his name. That was an unbelievable play. Sometimes uh, I think to, uh, Bobby yeah, I think you just have to. I think you just have to tip your cap. But that was a really good play. The guy came in, but then you would say, "Well, tuck it away." Well, yeah, he's trying to get extra yards, and I get it. But mm-hmm. I think that was an unbelievable play. The thing with Isaiah Wynn is, I don't know. This would have someone would have to fact check this. I don't know if Bill is ever in the history of his coaching career ever had a player that on his team or any of his teams that has led the NFL in penalties, like that guy would be gone. Like he would be gone so fast because there's nothing he hates more than error, hurricane repeaters. Like he hates them. Don't go offside. Okay. He goes offside. Hey, make sure you're careful with your hands. Okay. Got it. You get another holding call. Hey, don't do this. Hands in the face. Does hands to the face. Hey, let's hold your water. Don't jump offside. Jumps offside. I don't know. You that's not fixable, right? You guys like there's like you can you can tell him all you want. It's not computing. He doesn't get it. 
So you said we can't take anything positive away from what the defense did because the Colts' offense is putrid, and I agree. Sam Ellinger was was overmatched from play one when Judon sacked him till the final snap of the game. He's not a quarterback. He he's not, and they're trying to tank. They're trying to lose. I do think there's some truth to that. But just on Judon, I I think he is light years more dominant this year than he was a year ago. When even at this time a year ago, people were talking about him as a defensive player of the year candidate. Christian, you were ahead of that curve, and then he fell off the map. But is Judon able, or do you see him keeping this up through the remainder of the season? Because it wasn't just today. First half of the, the Ravens game, he was all over Lamar. It kind of fell off in the second half as Lamar ran. But do you think what, what Judon is doing is sustainable? Because if so, I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year. Well, um, then I'm a year late on that one. But the answer is yes. I don't think – I think today was an outlier with the offensive line. And it was almost comical, to be honest with you, the amount of – opportunities yes. that they were getting. Because that, to me, is like as a defensive end or a rush linebacker, you may only get one, right? And then you got to make sure you don't you know, panic, you don't try to, you know, tackle them and then get juked. But he got also multiple um, opportunities. One time I think he kind of could have gotten a half sack but kind of failed just because it was like, eh, you know what, I already have three, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it's, it's sustainable, but – you know, you just hope it's at the right time, right? Because I think he can beat anybody off the line. I think he can beat any tackle. Like, you're going to have to account to, for him, like, with a back or, you know, a tight end chipping him. Or you're always going to have to slide protection to his way uh, because he's that good. Like, he's really good. They they had show, they, they showed a, a clip one time in slow motion of, like, his body lean into the tackle. And I saw the, the back – who was supposed to be there to block him, flat out turned it down because he just didn't want to be, look stupid. It, I've seen that look before. I've seen that like that. I've seen guys try to do that before. It was just – he's just one of those guys where if you're, if you're stuck on him alone, you're just – you're not sleeping at night. You know, you're worried about being isolated on him, you know, and, and like on especially like a third and long where you know the plays have to take a little bit longer. You're freaking out. That to me is, is respect as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, Christian, it's pretty wild, though. Pats are 5-4. and four. they got a winning record at the bye. There definitely is a path uh, to call back that phrase that Andy mentioned earlier in the show to get to the playoffs uh, with eight games remaining on the slate. Big game against the Jets in two weeks, and I'm sure you guys will be, and I'm not trying to produce or program your show, I'm sure you guys will be doing midseason awards and how they can fix the offense and what they can do. Just give me a little teaser. Give me Christian Fourier's first step in fixing the Patriots' offense before we let you go. No, it's, it's the offensive line. That's it. That's it. It's, that's, it's real simple. I think you can have a, a mediocre offensive play caller if your offensive line is just stout, nasty, because they'll be like, screw it, we'll just run it. Like, that's Tennessee. It just, you, can, you can be them, but just keep running it. And don't and just screw it. We're going to run it. You do, know, and then play good defense. That's it. Do they have the bodies? Do, you, do they have five that you feel comfortable no, you can slot no, in there? Not oh. a chance. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Cole Strange, but – I don't know what happened to Cole Strange, but he is he's a shell of himself. Isaiah wins the disaster. Like you you just you don't have it. And that's my that's the issue. I don't think when it all is said and done, like you're you just don't have the bodies. So so you'll probably end up being, you know, a game below five hundred and then you'll be hoping that you get a good pick in the draft. That's probably what it'll be. Well, that's cause for optimism. So thanks for cheering everybody up, Christian. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I'm stuck in traffic, so there, suck it. 
Oh, uh, whoa. whoa. Oh, wow, that was aggressive. Harsh. Shot. Jeez, we, we're trying to be on your side, my friend. You can listen to him Monday through All Friday, right, 2 boys. to 6. Marloni, Fourier, and Mego. And, of course, don't forget, coming up soon, the Christian Fourier Crusade for a Cure. 25 hours of Fourier and Friends on the radio coming to you in less than two weeks' time. I believe that's Wednesday the... 16th, 16th into, the 17th. into the 17th here on WEI. Thanks, also Christian. involved in that is the, I don't know what the official name is it, the catch-off he's having with, with Jermaine, Jermaine Wiggins. Wiggins. Ten grand put up by our friend Zudi. Speaking of which, How do you the sell Six it? Rings postgame show this hour brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y.com for your free trial. Can't wait for Christian's crusade for a cure thanks for calling in on the harbor one hotline christian 617-779-7937 is the telephone number when we come back more of your calls plus andy hart's thumbs up and thumbs down for the game as we get close to wrapping up shop here on the six rings post game show weei we're back to the six rings post game show on weei Our times have fallen on the great one, Andy. 13-6 to Rams right now against Tampa Bay with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Tampa looking stagnant. Haven't been able to get barely score on that Thursday night game. Week and a half later now. Couldn't score against the Panthers. Brady hasn't been back in the end zone in forever. Oh, Mike Evans drops another one. Unbelievable. So Fourier is not exactly fired up or on the... Uh, Can they fix the O-line? The no chance. Yeah. <laughs> He was not wow. uh, not a lot of optimism there. Nope. But he's right, though, when I asked him, what's the one thing they need to do or give me your first. Oh, yeah, universal. It's, it's 100%. Could ask with Matt, all of these teams, anybody. with Tampa, any team, you basically basically can look to any team in the NFL that is struggling to score points right now. Oh, yeah. It's the offensive line. And it sucks because it's, it's like the people the like Gresh and like these old starts in the trenches. Like you always want to like poo-poo them and say shut up. Yeah, and then like, man. damn it. They're right. <laughs> starts in the trenches. It does. Oh, it's so frustrating. Danny from Quincy. He's been hanging on for a little while. We had a lot of guests. We're always happy to hear from him. Danny, what did you think today? Well, boy, I tell you, I cooked a four-course meal and <laughs> washed dishes and not not exactly a caller-driven radio show you got going on here, but that's Listen, okay. Listen, just talk. There's always, there's always critical. Like, I'm critical sick of you, you critics. Got, you two segments of bloviating, then you have the podium, then you got Kyrie, and then you got Christian. Why bother giving off the number? Well, why'd you call then if we, you don't want to talk to us? Well, I finally got, hey, I was able to do things, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm actually watching a team that I absolutely hate in the Rams with a coach that is the most overrated coach ever to win a Super Bowl in modern times try to give the game back, and, and I just want him to deliver another, another, another resting, sunken face pushed on, on Tom Brady's face. And, and they're doing their best to try to give it back to him. I but the good news is the Patriots won. The Raiders lost another one. Oh, that is great. Now, if we could just get this one in, uh, it'll it'll be a good day. So, But can we try to evaluate Matt Jones in a vacuum without trying to blame everybody else, the coaching, the offensive line? He missed uh, Stevenson on a wheel route, overthrew him. Yep. On, mm-hmm. on a second series, mm-hmm. he missed a check down to the right. That would have been five yards. He got sacked on that play. He had Bourne wide open on the one-yard line for a touchdown. That was the drive that they kicked the field goal that made it 16-3. to Okay? 
the guy rolled out of the pocket. And in order to avoid a sack, instead of throwing the ball away, and he was two yards from going out of bounds, he slides. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I'm supposed to be enthused about from my franchise quarterback going forward. And, Did- it, and it doesn't get discussed. This is evaluating him in a vacuum, which is never done in this town. And how do you whoa, whoa, like stop for a second? Okay, don't we don't need to rehab that? What like how do you evaluate a quarterback in a vacuum? Decision making. So that's being not affected. See, that's being, not affected by pressure. Well, no, both I just perceived gave, and physical talent around him. I, look, at, it wasn't all his fault. The plays that I just gave you, those were the those were the plays that he had time to throw. Right. And he, he he's either fixated on one receiver, he doesn't see the field. And this was not the case for most, half the season last year. Exactly. I don't know what's going e- on e- with the guy. Exactly. How do you explain him exactly. taking a slide out of the pocket when somebody can just say, throw the ball away. He's allowed to throw the ball away when you get outside the pocket. That's Drew Bledsoe-esque. Yeah, no, I... Please. Exactly. The and plays how, I described to you... How did Drew no get to where Drew was? How did Drew get to where Drew was? He got beat down. Bad offensive line play. Like, he got beat down. That That is a factor here. Now, you can say we need to evaluate in a, in a vacuum, but it doesn't happen in a vacuum. And you just said it. He didn't do this last year. Oh, weird, when he had better coaching and better line year. play. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I said half the year because the team the they played half? today beat the crap out of him last year, and he threw a pick to a middle linebacker. Now, granted, and I'm going to be fair, and by the way, uh, Kyrie Thompson didn't, didn't mention the play, that, and the only good thing that Jacoby Myers did today was prevent another interception. Yes. That doesn't – but where is the analysis? You guys are supposed to break this down. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to think about all this stuff. Yeah, you are. You're just, a fan. It's just the – it's all the coach's fault. The evil Matt Patricia. Do you know he lowered the wire in the Bears game so the ball would hit it? You do know that, right? Who called That's him evil? News. Who called oh Matt Patricia God. evil? All right, Danny. Thank Nobody. you very much. The Thank reality much. is they call him ill-equipped for the role he's in. Matt Patricia? Yes. Yeah. No one calls him evil. No. There are some people that well, hate now him he's and being make it sarcastic personal. because now he's not because now Danny's now Danny's getting extra salty. He has salty an agenda because a there's an agenda. B he says he's being the most fair and balanced, providing the most critical analysis. He's not, about, and also he was able to mow the lawn, do the dishes, and run to Trader he, Joe's and do his grocery shopping. Force him to call if you don't want to call, don't call. I know. Also, but he we have a radio show. We have but other you, priorities. Oh, it's not all the Danny out, show. Why do you give out the phone number if you're not going to take calls? We've taken a bunch of calls. We've taken two dozen phone calls in the last three hours. Sorry, we didn't jump you to the front of the line so you could. The guy earlier who said Jake Bailey smells? Come on, Danny. He did. And he hates him. I know. He was angry. Danny was very angry as well. Yeah. Look, okay, people people may all right, Kendrick Bourne, I was critical of the fact that he dropped a ball on third and twelve. He should have held on to it the first drive. If he catches that, he probably gets a first down. Maybe the maybe they actually get a drive going early in the game. You can't have drop balls. Yeah, Christian said Okarake made a great play, but at the same time, you can't fumble at midfield and possibly get the Colts back in. The offense as a whole. Torpid is the best I could probably describe them. By and large, they should have been winning forty to nothing at the halftime, not thirteen to nothing, and almost getting the Colts back in the game with a missed field goal and then a possible touchdown drive that they snuffed out and turned into a field goal after the fumble. Yeah, Mac Jones' decision making isn't perfect yet. He's also not surrounded by the best coaches, a healthy offensive line, or elite weaponry. It's like I keep saying, it's pick your favorite word: melange, cacophony, buffet. It's a series of things that's affecting the entirety of the offense and Mac Jones's play. 
I would love to see Mac Jones play in Danny from Quincy's vacuum because I think he actually would look a lot better than he has. But the fact of the matter is there are a lot of different factors contributing to why Mac Jones is not playing that well. We have to look at the totality. We have to go whole hog here. It can't just be like, ah, well, I didn't like that. He missed this and he missed that and he did this and he did that. Like it's it's not to me, it's not that simple. Well, there, and I can do that. Everyone I can do that now? every game to every quarterback. I can go back and watch plays where the play before Tom Brady throws the touchdown pass, he hits a linebacker in the hands and the linebacker drops it. My favorite example of that is uh, one of the Super Bowls where Joe Montana, who's never thrown a pick in a Super Bowl right before the game-winning touchdown, hits a linebacker, I believe on the Bengals, between the numbers, mm-hmm. and the guy drops it. Mm-hmm. Like, history doesn't remember that. They would have had the guy caught it, and he should have caught it. He's a professional. He's paid to catch it. Like, you can do that as much as you want. The reality is football, you know, like we roll our eyes when Bill goes to the podium. It's really, it's about all 11 guys. Mm-hmm. It's kind, kind of about right. all 11 yeah, guys. it's kind of about all 11 like guys. Like we roll our eyes, and we just said it like you roll your eyes. It starts in the trenches. starts up front with the hogs. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of reality to those things, and we, we look past it at times because we want to. It's mm-hmm. not sexy. It's mm-hmm. not fun. Not easy to talk about mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I don't know how Yadni Kajus did on all X number of snaps he played today. Like we see him when he gives up a pressure, but we don't like visually see every snap unless you do the all 22 crew like Christian likes to make fun of. Yeah, and for like last week, it, yeah, we're talking about today's game and that Colts team, again, just uh, absolutely atrocious. Putrid. Sam Ellinger is not even close to resembling a qualified backup quarterback in the NFL at this point, but the Colts obviously must be in whatever the 2022 suck for luck is to get a new quarterback. Uh, last week, I, you can't excuse away the, the Myers pick six that was negated by the roughing the passer. Oh, well, it was, he was reading this leverage and he threw it here and it should have gone there. Like, no, it was, it was a misread. Whatever the miscommunication was between him and Myers, it led to what could have been a pick six. And just a flat-out terrible play when he threw it into the back of Wynn's helmet and that actually the doink is what prevented Mosley from picking off the ball. Because let me tell you, when he threw that pass last week against the Jets, if it doesn't doink off of Wynn's helmet, it goes straight into the arms, right <laughs> in the bread basket. The breadbasket of C.J. Mosley, and that likely would have been a pick. So Mac Jones' decision-making hasn't been great. You called it earlier incremental positive steps. Baby, baby, baby steps. Yeah. Slight steps forward. We're trying – again, I'll say this, and then we don't even have time for another call because we have to catch a break. We never take calls. That's right. We never have time because we're bloviating. Sorry. Uh, uh, we'll be no, back. No, we just blow. We'll be back. Yeah, we just blow. Exactly, yeah. This game is who are these clowns in the studio? We'll be back in two weeks, folks, with the Danny from Quincy postgame show featuring Hart and Stevens here on EI. No, that's not the way that it, that's not the way it's going to go. However, uh, Mac Jones, small steps. We have to, the season has to be about figuring out if Mac Jones is the guy or not. Right now. And we may not know at the end of the still, year. Well, the Eagles didn't necessarily know after year two. The Bills didn't necessarily know after year two. Like you, but you saw enough. Like you saw the. Did you not see t- enough last year to have hope? Uh, yeah, but the the end of the season made everyone a little anxious. Okay. See, I thought he was one of the best players on the team against the Bills in the playoffs. I thought he was he one was. of the few men who showed up. He was he to that born. challenge. He and born. And guess yeah. what? And where it's are they now? Yeah, look, they, they paid with their souls for God's sakes because neither of them has been right this season. Six one seven 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 nine. 7937, that's the phone number. Coming back for our final segment here on the Six Rings postgame show. We'll dust up the calls, finish chatting with you guys, and of course, thumbs up, thumbs down, and the player of the game as we broadcast from our Best Yet Brand studio here on WEEI.
Final segment here on the Six Rings postgame show following the Patriots' 26-3 victory over the Indianapolis Colts. It's time for one of everyone's favorite segments here as we broadcast from our Best Yet brand studio. It's time for Andy Hart's Thumbs Up and Thumbs Down, where we provide cutting-edge, critical analysis of the players that made a positive and delivered a negative impact on the game to satisfy everyone's unquenchable thirst for our breakdowns. Andy Hart, take it away. First of all, I'll tell you who will not be uh, named on either list. The quarterback, Mac Jones, I thought was in the middle of the road, a middling performance for a middling football team. 20 of 30 for a buck 43, a touchdown, a couple missed passes, a couple adequate reads holding on the ball too long. Yeah, it was a meh. Meh. It was a He's meh. in between. He's but that. it wasn't awful. So no, no, no. So he can't be thumbs down. Yeah. Can't be thumbs up. But I was called unprofessional for not put on, via Twitter for not putting him on the thumbs down list. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. I've been unprofessional in many ways in my career. You've been relegated to doing the postgame show with me, and now you are unprofessional. Indeed. So I will start with the very professional Andy Hart giving the thumbs up. I don't know how you could start with anyone other than Matthew Judon, the edge rusher who, as I said, I think is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. I think his current production blows last year's out of the water. I thought last year was, he's good. He'll get his one sack a game. Like He's dominating at times. Mm-hmm. Entire quarters, halves, drives. Forcing three and outs, all those types, setting the tone, which I think is key for this team. Also, I think bringing the energy. This may be dumb of me, but I feel like he is celebrating more because he knows his team, his fans, his whole Patriot Nation needs the energy. Oh, they feed off. So of him. I think he's doing that intentionally. You see how he yes. does? Like he puts the but red sleeves think, up in the air and yeah. does the fingers. Like I don't bring think the, it's a look at me. I think let's it's bring a, the noise. Let's go. Let's. We're yeah. still having fun here. We're still making. I think there is a. There is a team-level intent in his celebration with the fans. In a world where booze and zappy chants and all these other things we're talking about at Gillette Stadium, I think he's a positive beacon of light where there is no current lighthouse. And may I add this? Wouldn't it be nice if there were someone on offense who could deliver? Now, you're not going to be able to get that kind of or that level of dominance like Matthew Judon is. Exu- as, well, you're allowed to. Uh, you're definitely allowed to. Like, there's there's no law against it. Like, we don't have a rule. Last we've, I checked, there wasn't a rule against it. No, we've seen it at times in we the just recent history. Se- yes, we just haven't seen it in quite a couple of years. Cam Newton tried to be that energy guy. Of course, there were no fans in the stands, so who could he be an energy guy to and or for? in that lost 2020 season of COVID. But there isn't that someone on offense, and I think that's why there's not quite the same electricity or engagement with the team. But as far as Matthew Judon goes, I mean, you want to talk about buying at the right time on the guy. Uh, he's got two more years on that four-year $54 million contract. As far Hold as I'm out. concerned, as far as I'm concerned, it's a bargain at this point now. And I would blank check him and say, like, you tell me, how what, what's it, what's it going to take to keep you around here for the rest of your career? Because... He is a core. You want to talk about what we're looking for in the second half of the season and beyond? You build that defense around Matthew Judon now. 100%. Even playing the run at times. I think some people all sort of pigeonhole him as a edge rusher. And at times, I do believe he runs past the quarterback and is just mm-hmm. a rusher. But today, great all-around performance. Set the tone from play one. Sack on play one. Set the tone throughout. They end up with nine sacks. Second time in team history, they have two players with three sacks each because Josh Uche joined the fun. Uh, so Matthew Judon set the tone. And Uche, we heard earlier with the audio from Kyrie Thompson, Uche said it's a lot easier to do his job thanks to guys like Matthew Judon. No kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you think. By the way, it's going final in Arizona. 31-21, the Seattle Seahawks, the surprising and surging Seattle Seahawks, 
first place in the NFC West. The West, the Geno Smith comeback tour continues. He still ain't wrote back, and of course, it's thirteen nine in Tampa Bay with less than five minutes left. Tom Brady becomes the first player in NFL history with a hundred thousand passing yards, uh, and also no touchdowns. You know, I'm not often one to defend Tom Brady as we do the quick aside here, but every time I look up, the ball's hitting Mike Evans' hands and then bouncing off Mike Evans' hands <laughs> and going to the turf. He's got to have three or four drops that I've seen in this game. Next, four thumbs up. Yes. Next up for thumbs up, Nick Folk. I know it was a slow day for him with only four <laughs> inter, uh, field goals, but uh, as Bill said, he's just amazing. And the tone in which Bill raves about him more and more week by week, whether it's a, a Wednesday press conference, a post-game press conference after another performance where he's just nailing it, Oh, you know, he can't kick 50-yard field goals. Well, 49-yard field goal in the wind. The other guy misses one wide left where he misses the net. Nick Folk does not miss. Nick Folk is awesome. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, as Bill kind of implied this week, that all his kickers, Vinatieri, Gostowski, and Folk, could all be considered Hall of Famers. I'm not really sure I'm willing to go down that road, but he's really freaking good, and it's okay to just be really freaking good. If he does this for another couple of years, all of a sudden we could be in a surge in kickers being considered for the NFL. Vinatieri, to me, is a no-brainer. Gostowski, hmm. And don't is you think Nick Folk is one of us? Very good. Oh, I love don't you him. think he's having a beer right now? Nick Folk? Probably a Miller Lite. Right now? And he, actually, he's one of me. I feel like he's a, a Miller Lite the, type my, my, guy. Narragansett is my Miller Lite. You full well understand that. Yeah. Narragansett, okay. I, I drink. When it's some of those it's farm-to-table restaurants when they don't have the big-name beers. Farm-to-table? Well, Narragansett, Narragansett is a be... drinkable local beer. Right. And some of when, these places who who push away from the When did Narragansett all of a sudden become the hoity-toity of well, all like, the local crushables? It's the least hoity-toity of the hoity-toity at some of the hoity-toities. Marcus Jones gets on the list for another 20-plus-yard punt return, sets up a short field, leads to a Nick Folk field goal. In better times, it might lead to a short field touchdown, and we'd be talking about that. Uh, remember those days? They yes. were fun, weren't they? But he continues to have a positive impact, and we talked about it earlier. Maybe his role as a playmaker in the return game leads to a role on offense. First thing I would do during the bye, aside from telling Mac Jones we're going to start calling more plays that get the ball out of your hands quicker so that you don't have to languish back there waiting for guys that have a hard time getting open to get open and or getting crushed by the offensive line, I would say, guess what? We got you a bright, shiny new receiver. His name is Marcus Jones. He's quick, he's got twitch, and I bet he can get open for you. So next on the list is a dynamic duo, Jonathan Jones, Brendan Schooler for the mm. blocked punt. Uh, I think that was sort of the flag of last week. That was the pivot point in the game where it really swayed in your direction. You get the blocked punt where Jonathan Jones got to sneak, sneak, sneaks in from that uh, vice guy position, blocks the punt relatively easily, actually. He was all over that. Interestingly, a good call coming off the left side with a left-footed punter, as Bill talked about. And then Brendan Schooler, who has been a really good rookie core special teamer, scoop. It doesn't quite score, gets it down to the two. They get the touchdown there. Now, all of a sudden, it's 13 nothing. And I said, like, game over. I mean, with the way the Colts play offense, Ellinger, like, the game was over there. And you really didn't have to do anything offensively all day. So give them credit. And then, in the end, this is a group award mm-hmm. defense. <laughs> yeah. Your defense was awesome. Front to back, front left, left to right. Everybody, you know, the, the fact they went 0 for 14 analytics they call that 0 for 14 on third down according to matt and providence um nine sacks could have been 10 because there was one wiped out by judon at one point they didn't pass 100 yards until the very 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 end of the overall offense and only 103 yards passing dominant from just absolutely today dominant 
from this defense against a bad offensive mm-hmm. line. A bad. They had a good scheme though. Like it was like edge pressure, and then we're going to run a twist, and we're going to go inside out. And and you didn't pick up any of them with your high priced offensive line that's putrid right now. Um, and during Bill Belichick's thirteen minutes, he never mentioned Steve calling a good ball game today. Uh, that's true. I don't think he did, man. And I no. do think he Steve credited called. the defensive coaches for a good game. Ah, uh, he did say defensive coach. So overall, defensive coaches. Okay, excellent. Thank you, producer Nick. And uh, right. so they earned Just it. Not that name was... checking Steve. Not name checking Steve in particular. But yes, they had an excellent, excellent game. And we can throw around. You know, I think Jabril Peppers has brought an edge to this defense in recent weeks. He's a thumper. He's a hitter. He wakes up in the morning and chooses violence. He does, and I like it. I really do. I think the offense could use. You know what I think the offense could use? What? Like a Judon, a Peppers, like some of these guys that are bringing something to the table on defense. Do you now? It's so funny because I Which think there was someone peppers. sitting across from you a couple minutes ago who said the exact same thing. Oh, I didn't even listen. All right, thumbs down. <laughs> Andy thumbs Hart for down. not listening to his co-host uh, on the Six Rings post game. Matt show. Patricia, and uh, as I started the paragraph on the website, by extension, Bill Belichick, because he put Matt Patricia in this spot, and he told me in the Globe to blame him if it goes wrong, and. Mm-hmm kind of gone wrong the offense isn't very good the play calling is predictable i still keep holding hope didn't come today because today was the two yard loss on first uh the first play of the game the handoff that was predictable to Ramondre stevenson still holding out hope that one day one day down the road mm. there will be a play action on the first play of the game because i think it's going to be wide open because all you do is run and bill deserves blame here because those are likely scripted plays so that's game planned early in the week when bill and joe judge are with matt patricia but right now, this offense needs to find a way to, to you know the old cliche, be better? Mm-hmm. Be better. I've heard a lot they of that this season better. in the yes. recent year. They need to be better. What from your, and I'm not exactly expecting a full statistical breakdown mm-hmm. or next-gen analytics, if you will, okay. but what? how many play actions or RPOs did we see today? Did we see, what I know. I, well, you watched the same game I did. Yeah, I know. Maybe you take notes. Maybe you check out the, the sites where this, it, these it, things are available. It's very hard to see that, not in person. Okay, well, you know what? Studio. I'll wait for you to join Fourier's All-22 Chimney crew. Christmas. I've been thinking of downloading, but everybody says it sucks. What's the, that? The uh, NFL Plus Plus app or whatever. That it never works, and it's, like, always flawed and bugged and hard to use. And so I don't want to pay the money and be frustrated by it. Oh, I'll shit. let the... Is that what Christian did? The Lazars of <laughs> yeah. the world do it. Yeah, the All-22 uh, crew. Next up, and you're not going to like this, because I feel like Uh-oh. you were this close to buying a jersey. Uh-oh. A strange, strange, strange 69 jersey. Mm. Um, falling yeah, off the yeah, map. Bad day at the office. Benched again. It was a short day at the office. Mm-hmm. Benched yet again. Sack penalty. I saw Andrew Callahan talk to him. Said it's a lot of fundamental stuff. That's what the coaches are telling him, that he has to get fixed. Um, and, and I don't... I don't, I'm sorry, maybe this is me being like hard o heart, but I don't, you know, Quinn and Williams is good. Yep, that's right. DeForest Buckner is really good. Yep, that's right. You're a first-round pick. Like, I expect you to be good. Like, I hold you to a high professional standard. They made you the starter right out the gates. Yep. You got to meet the challenge. Find a way. And I do think he needs to get stronger, mm-hmm. thicker, stouter, more sand in his pants. Yes. work on that trunk. More sand in the pants. You got to be a little more stout, but... He also apparently needs to be fundamentally better. He just needs to be better, and he's like an added problem now because we knew right tackle and win. Mm-hmm. Like those were kind of a – are we keeping win at tackle? Do we have a right tackle? Now you've added, do we have a left guard? Is Strange staying at left guard? Like you're adding to the issues on the overall problem. Well, you know what the Patriots could do is they could uh, see if there's anyone available uh, that could be a free agent. Trade for. Oh, wait, the trade deadline mm. was this week, and they acquired no greater talent. That ship has sailed. But they did oh, – didn't they pick up a – Sank, too. Hayden Ho- Howerton? 
Yeah, you excited about that? Is he next in line? We're going to try him too? I mean, we'll see. At this point, honestly, they may have to see if and when he comes off injured reserve if Chase and Hines is an option. Yeah, they can see anybody's an option, but like the whole uh, like hunt and peck technique to find your offensive lineman in week 9 and 10 and 11 into the season. Not the way you draw it up. Not great, Bob. I don't know if you've Not ever great. heard that's a place where they like continuity and consistency mm. in the lineup, and they've started four straight weeks, a different starting offensive line right now. Huh. Mm. And you know the damnedest the thing? For success. It hasn't looked good. The Not damnedest thing. That. The quarterback's under pressure. The running back's getting tackled in the backfield for a loss. And that leads us to our final, the entire offensive line stinks. As a group, I gave the group award on defense in the positive column. I'll give the group award on the negative column to the offensive line because they're all part of the problem we talked about earlier the penalties whether it's win or brown cole strange by the way just in case you're wondering is third on the team in penalties with four it goes eight seven four your offensive line nine seven four or nine seven whatever it's it is the area code for the um, offense if you'd like to get in they stink them. and they need to be better and you know christian fourier says no chance they don't have the bodies to figure it out um but right now that's to me the root that's just brutally of the that's problem. brutally honest assessment Yes, but you got to figure it out because you can't just wave the white flag. You're going to wave the white flag in week 10? No, that's why okay, we have the buy, a perfectly timed buy. Again, that consulting figure out fee. a lot of things. There's only three players we both agreed can take a vacation during the buy. It would be Matthew Judon, it would be Jonathan Jones, and Nick Folk. Yes, Other and Sean Wade because he hasn't played, so how could he do anything? <laughs> He should probably be doubling down on his studies during the week. Andy Hart's thumbs up and thumbs down here on the Six Ring Post Game Show, brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial. Oh, boy, your boy, Tom Brady, end zone pick with less than two minutes left. He didn't finish that drive? No. I mean, he finished it, but he not in the way I thought he would. It wasn't a pick. It was just dropped. Oh, it was. I apologize. Mike Evans I, it, dropped yet another one. You, that was a drop. I thought the Rams picked that off. Every no time I look up, he's dropping the ball. Oh, there have been, gosh. I believe, eight drop passes by the Bucks today. Get out of town. I'm going to say this, this again. Tom Bra- See, they need is- to put Brady in protective custody because I like his life, football, on-field, off-field, is crumbling down around him. And this is a guy who's a perfectionist who can't deal with oh. this. This is amazing. He, this is awful. Like, and he did go over 100,000 yards for his career, though. So he's got that going Yay. for him. I'm sure he'll be happy post Oh, man. Tom, how good does it feel to go over 100,000 yards? Great. He's just piling up the stats. The Bucks are about to drop to three and six. It's weird. It's like somebody predicted they wouldn't make the playoffs on a very popular and podcast. And the Atlanta Falcons are going to stay in first place with a record of four and five. Hmm. That always happens in the NFC uh, South. So what the, the Patriots division. are five and four in last place. Yes. The Falcons are four and five in, in first, first place. place. That what is a world. the most 2022 stat or, uh, you know, divisional alignment, whatever you want to say, however you want to call it. The most Something smoother than that thing, would have worked. That was definitely not the way I wanted that to come out. But you know what? Sometimes the words, they get in the way. Before you go to the calls real quick, uh, do you make exceptions, the okay. 959 says, sure. for Strange with Andrews being out? No. David Andrews getting healthy. He is doing well. Will Obviously, help. he just had to be kept out because of the protocol, and they wanted to give him the extra bye week to rest up. Made a lot of sense. That will help. Yeah, but Quite I don't make exceptions. Okay. Wow. You're a first-round pick, and you need an undrafted center to hold your gosh darn... I almost swore. Can you say that other thing? I'll Probably stick not. with gosh darn. Yeah, stick with you gosh You need the darn. undrafted center GD. to hold your gosh darn hand out there? You're a first-round pick. By the way, a somewhat controversial one, who I'm sure the coaches and front office would prefer you played better because so it makes them look bad now, when you get benched. Am I allowed now to go back to how I felt about Cole Strange when I said, Cole Strange, a guard I've never heard of on draft night... 
Probably not because I did say that he was coming around. Because you're all over well. the place. You're flippity floppity floppity flippity. I'm your average. Hey, you average, are the Finn Glenn, Glenn Ordway. I am your average Pats fan. I am all over the place with lots of flip flops, John Kerry style. Our last call of the day will be Paul from Quincy. He's satisfied with the dub, but he's not impressed. He's all of us. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you? Um, I, you know, Danny, to a certain extent, is right. I think he's making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw something today. First of all, I saw a receiver in the end zone. We didn't even put his hands out to catch the ball. But I saw two throws that were vastly overthrown. What I'm seeing, this is just me, he's got this kid breathing down his neck. Is he afraid to throw picks? And now he's deliberately overthrowing people so he can't get – he can't – he's afraid to throw interceptions. I don't want a quarterback who's afraid to throw the ball. They don't have a receiver who can get separation, stop going down, deal with it. As for the play calling, you're at the two-yard line, you're in the shotgun, run the ball three times. If the Colts stop you, they stop you. All right, good for them. But you know, to me, it looks like Mac Jones is getting a little – a little uh, with the confidence, and I, he might be overthrowing people on purpose because he's afraid mm-hmm. to throw an interception. I don't want that. I I, you know I, mean? I agree with the confidence aspect of it. Agree with you. I'm Thank not sure it's ball, manifesting itself in intentional overthrows. No. And you reminded me, Paul, um, one play, you know, one play that I'm, I'm probably going to make a little too much of, didn't care for the Tyquan Thornton th- low throw on the in-cut that he just basically ignored and dismissed mm-hmm. like he's Randy Moss with a- Andrew Walter in Oakland. Like, you gotta. I know you're a runner, like you're a linear guy. Whatever, go down and catch the ball. It like hit him in the knees, and he didn't really make much of an effort to break stride and catch the ball. I haven't seen very much from him the last down couple on him weeks, the last couple weeks. That drop last week mm-hmm. when there was a guy coming and he Alligator seemed like arms. yes. Um, so I was a big fan of his coming out of camp, mm-hmm. but since he's returned from the injury, I haven't seen much. He had that one big game against Cleveland, and not much else since. All right, Andy. Getting close to punching out time now for Patriots player of the game. Patriots player of the game to wrap up the Six Rings post game show. Brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids. That's Cars with a K dot com or one eight seven seven Cars for Kids. It could be Nick Folk. It won't be, though he'd had another stellar game because, of course, Andy, once again on Six Rings, the player of the game is. Oh, you already know. Matthew Judon, the most dominant defensive player the Patriots have had in years, and that includes last year's version of Matthew Judon. Week after week, we might as well rename the award the Matthew Judon Postgame Memorial Award. Well, he's not dead. Just like so the same memorial. way I was supposed to say that it was the Isaiah Wynn uh, Memorial Thumbs Down. I did yes. not because I didn't want to pile on. He's got to buy to try to fix things and get right. Good job by you. He's had five years to try to fix things. All right, come on. We're staying positive here. (laughs) Oh, sorry. At Jumbo Hart, I'm at Fitzy GFY. Nicely done by Nick LaPan and the producers and our assistants here today on the postgame show. We are off next Sunday as the Patriots are on the bye. They return Sunday, November 20th, 1 o'clock, to take on the New York Jets from Gillette Stadium. And we will be back after that game with the Six Rings postgame show following Jets at Pats. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the bye. Good night. God bless. And as always, go Pats. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.